my scripture tonight is coming from the book of John chapter 16 on this Good Friday. And we are going to read from about verse number 17. And this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while you will see me no more. And then after a little while you will see me. <laughs> I'm getting ready to preach. And so they were wondering about that. And because I am going to the Father, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw what they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while you will see me? No more, and then after that, a little while you will see me? I tell you the truth, you, now listen to this, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices, you will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, hallelujah, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that the child brings into the world. So, with, so it is with you. Now is your time of grief. But I will see you again. And you will rejoice. And no one will take away your joy. Amen. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. Amen. You know, Sister Sherry, you know me. And you know as your husband, I have been pondering all day, what should I preach Good Friday? I'll be honest with you, in these tough times, it is getting tougher and tougher to come up with something that is encouraging people. Right. And I was praying and I said, Lord, you got to give me something to say to your people tonight. Mm -hmm. They're going to be tuning in and they're going to be watching. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to just get on here and not have anything to say. Right. And so I was asking the Lord what to say. And so I began to think about Good Friday. Mm -hmm. Today is Good Friday. Yeah. And I began to think about the many things I could have preached on tonight. Mm. I started to think, first of all, that Good Friday, this is uh, uh, the most significant death that ever died in the history of man. Mm -hmm. And I started to think about, I could tell the people of God that Jesus' death is different from everybody else. Mm -hmm. Someone might be asking, what makes Jesus' death more special? Many people have died. Throughout the course of humanity, millions and millions of people have lost their lives. Mm -hmm. People are losing their life as we speak. Right. What is the difference? Well, the difference is when regular humanity lose their life there is grief with that you know why because number one it reminds us of the frailty of life yeah. the book of James says what is your life but a vapor like never before we've been awakened to that reality mm -hmm. our world is shattered and all of a sudden things that we took for granted are precious to us right. going outside taking a walk down the block has become more precious than some of the, the things that we have uh, uh, made big issues in our life mm -hmm. Now the big issue is, can I get back outside? Right. Um, and I thought about that and I said, there are many deaths that are occurring. Why is Jesus is different? Because every death reminds you of hopelessness. Mm -hmm. But Jesus' death was yeah. the only death that gave yeah. a cure. Yeah. 
and said, I said I could preach about that fact. Then I said, Lord, I, 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 yes, I hear you, Lord. And then I thought about, well, well, I could preach about not only is his death the most significant death, because his death, unlike every other death, wasn't a death to die, but it was a death to bring life. I thought about the fact that his death, Life is the most significant life in the history of humanity. Mm -hmm. And the moment that took place this weekend from, from Friday night to Sunday morning, the resurrection, mm -hmm. is the greatest moment and most significant moment in humanity. I thought about that and I thought about there are many important moments in history. Mm -hmm. There are moments where we have world wars, hallelujah, that have transformed the world. There are moments of great discovery, technological advances. There was the industrial revolution. There is technological revolutions. There are moments in history that defined. There are plagues that have occurred in history. This is not the first. And some people even now might think, no, this pandemic, because it's occurring in your lifetime, is the biggest thing in the history of the world. Well, I'm here to tell you that no, 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 no. All of these events that have occurred is not as significant as that one event because these events hallelujah let me tell you what they do they just invent new things and new ways of living but in inventing new ways of living we still have a problem called death and the only event in history that cures death was the man who went to the grave yes. and arose with yes. all power. Yes. And I thought about talking about the significance of that moment. And I said, Lord, uh, yeah, I hear you. And then he kept putting me. He said, what about the characters? Hallelujah. I just felt in my spirit. Maybe I could begin to pull out some of the characters in the story. Yeah. No doubt, first of all, I looked at his mother. Hallelujah. Who uh, loved her son. Hallelujah. The blessed Mary who, who uh, 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 conceived as a virgin who carried him who was going to be stoned hallelujah could have lost her life yes. for carrying yes. Jesus given birth to him and, and went to the wedding feast and said whatever he says to do do it hallelujah she was there with him every step of the way and loved him and then she had to watch the very gift that God gave her because the Lord gives and the Lord takes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. She had to watch her own gift. I don't know. I'm preaching tonight. I told you. I'm not even talking regular. I'm already cranked up. Hallelujah. She had to watch her own gift lay down his life and definitely there was some mourning there. I thought about Peter. I thought about the talk he had yeah. of how God, he, you know, this was the only man who would pull Jesus to the side and try to rebuke Jesus. Right. Peter would tell Jesus, don't ever let me hear you saying that you're going to die. As long as you rolling with me, bad boy, Peter, right. I'm going to hold you down. Jesus had to tell him, I rebuke you, Satan, because I will have to go to that cross. Mm -hmm. Peter told him, he said, I will never ever deny you but there in his final moments in the deepest darkest moments of his relationship with Christ when his relationship was being tested the most his faith failed and the only thing that kept him was Jesus said Satan desired to sift you like wheat but I prayed for you and when you are converted the only reason Peter was kept in his darkest moment wasn't because his relationship was he was holding on to Jesus but Jesus was the one 
who always was holding yes. on. And I'm reminded of the fact that in this dark moment, yes. I am weak, hallelujah, yes. and I'm ready to let go. Yes. But he that begun a good work, hallelujah, is able to complete yes. it. I will never let go of hallelujah. the most significant thing, no matter how hard it gets tonight, somebody. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm going, I got to bring it down, Sherry. I, I feel like I'm preaching to a crowd here That's tonight. Right. This, this, this camera going to have to shout for me tonight. Hallelujah. I, I thought about Peter. I thought about, I thought about Judas. Hallelujah. Somebody who wants to force God's hand, who, who, who probably thought to himself, if I betrayed him, then all of this power that he had, he's going to have to use and he'll probably overthrow the Roman authority and we could get this thing rolling. I don't know the thoughts of Judas. I don't know why he betrayed, but I do know the Bible says that a devil entered him yeah. and he allowed a devil to cause him to turn his back on the God that he was rolling with. Yeah. I'm reminded of him. Hallelujah. And I'm thinking to myself that the enemy would love to find an entrance into your life tonight right. to cause you to turn your back right. on Jesus. But that devil is a liar. Yeah. Hallelujah. I thought about all the disciples, how they all begun to just vanish. Hallelujah. Yeah. Then I thought about yes. other characters. I thought about Pilate. Hallelujah. Who said, do you know who I am? And Herod and all of them, the, the leaders of society who looked at Jesus and said do you know who I am and Jesus responded to them and said anything that you're going to do will only be done because my father has allowed it in other words he told the governments he told the leaders of society you're not in charge even in my weakest looking moment hallelujah even when it looks like you've got me handcuffed, even when it looks like you're beating me down, you can only go but so far. If Jesus could have called 10,000 angels, hallelujah, make no mistakes about it. Nobody killed Jesus. Jesus laid down his life tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me bring this down. Let me bring this down. I'm excited because I'm going somewhere with this. I thought about the leaders of, of government. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thought about society. And I thought about all these conspiracy theories that people are sending me. It's a plot. It's Illuminati. It's 5G. It's this. Let me tell you, I don't know what is going on in the world, but I know who is in charge. Amen. And he's bigger than every government. Yes. He's bigger than every plot. Yes. He's bigger than every scheme. He's the one that gives wisdom to government. Yes. He's the one that guides the hand yes. of every person that is out there in society. Without God, we are nothing tonight. Yes. I thought about the other characters in the story. I thought about the thieves that he died next to because Jesus hung on a cross, hung on a cross, hallelujah, between two thieves. He died the death of a criminal. They put Jesus on a cross. Uh, the, 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 the judge washed his hands and said, I wash my hands. You know why he was washing his hands? Because he was telling the world, I find no guilt in him. And he was washing his hand to symbolize there's no blood on my hands. You're crucifying him because for whatever reason, hallelujah. And so they put him on a cross and hung him and let a man by the name of Barabbas go. A man who deserved the cross. Right. A man, hallelujah. We know nothing about him. All we know that the Bible said that he was a rebel. Hallelujah. And I want you to know tonight that all of us are Barabbas in this story. Mm -hmm. All of us have rebelled. Mm -hmm. All of us deserve the cross. Right. Why Jesus went on the cross? It was because of our sins and he was hung on the cross like a criminal next to two criminals, the Bible said. Mm -hmm. Another verse tells you what their crimes were they were thieves hallelujah they stole and they begun to have a conversation with God I'm preaching tonight hallelujah 
And they begun to have a conversation with God. And one of them said, listen, if you're the Christ, why don't you save yourself and in the process, save us? Mm -hmm. Listen to the wording. If you are Christ, if you are Jehovah God, mm -hmm. if you are the healer, mm -hmm. if you are who you claim you are, why don't you save yourself? Hallelujah. Why don't you stop the mockery? Why don't you stop the shaming? Look at them gambling over your clothes. Right. Look at you hanging here naked. Your mother is over there watching you. There's people passing by. They're hanging signs on your head to ridicule you. Why don't you save yourself? And then he says, and in the process, why don't you save me too? The other one on the other side said, listen, man, we know that we deserve this punishment. Hallelujah. But this man is innocent. He said, listen, I, I, I'm basically just saying the same thing he's saying. But I'm saying, if, you find, if I find favor in your sight, could you allow me to see your kingdom? You see, both men were asking to be saved, but they were asking to be saved for different reasons. One was asking to be saved from the cross. One was asking to be saved by the cross. One was asking to go where he goes, to know him in his suffering, and to know him in his resurrection, and to know him in his glory. One was asking to avoid the pain of what he's going through. And many people, hallelujah, it reminds me today, people want God to save them from corona, but not from their sins. Oh, come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. People are crying out. See, we ain't crying out yet. There was two cries going on there. Some people are crying out. They don't want to let go of sin. They don't want to let go of the issues that's happening in their life. They just want God, if you're God, stop Corona so that I could come off the cross and go back to my life. But God is saying, I don't answer that prayer. I answer the prayers that really sees what's happening here. I could talk about them. And you know what, Sister Sherry? I guess I did talk about all of them. But the Lord brought me to my scripture tonight. And if I were to title this message, it would be in just a little while. Hallelujah. Because he turned to the disciples and I thought to myself when I read the Bible, when Adam, here's Adam in a garden. And he traded the garden for a fruit. He had the garden, but he traded the garden for a fruit. But God was showing him insight because as a gardener, one of the jobs of a gardener is to plant seed. And a seed goes into the ground and dies. And it resurrects. See, he didn't know all along God was showing him that in a little while, in a little while, Adam, this will change. In a little while. And so from the minute Adam fell, he, the, the Bible said God gave a prophecy that the seed of the woman, hallelujah, she's going to bruise the devil's works. Hallelujah. Uh, 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 so listen to me. She's going to crush the devil's works. So what am I saying? I'm saying I could imagine how Adam felt when all humanity fell and what was once paradise was now lost. I could imagine how men of God fell, felt when they're there, there, I could imagine when Daniel is praying in the lion, and before he gets praying, calling out to God, and God says, "You're gonna have to go into a lion's den." Mm. I could imagine when, 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 when the three Hebrew boys are thrown into the fiery furnace. 
I could imagine those moments before it happens. And it brings me to Good Friday because the question is, what is so good about Friday? We call it Good Friday because we get hindsight. Y'all hear me using that word? We know the story and the ending, but you wouldn't call it Good Friday if you were going through what they were going through on that Friday. Here was Peter, left his boat, left everything he had ever known to follow Jesus. Here was Matthew, the tax collector, left everything he had. Here was Thomas. Here was disciple after disciples. All these people he touched. Uh, Lazarus raised from the dead. You got uh, 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 Zacchaeus. All these Jairus, daughter, the woman with the issue of blood. All these people found hope in this Jesus. They held on to him. And now Jesus was being arrested. Jesus was being beaten. Jesus was being mocked. Jesus was being flogged. Jesus was taking whips on his side. Jesus was beaten, beaten. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, he was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid our faces. In other words, when you see him, he was smitten, Isaiah says, so badly beaten that you couldn't recognize him after he was beaten. Oh, God. And in his darkest moment, one by one, their heart began to fade. And they one by one left because it was their darkest moment. I had a dark moment this week. If I were to be frank with you, I had moments this week I looked up to God and I asked exactly what the disciples asked. Jesus told his disciples in this story, in a little while I'm gone and you will know mourning like you've never known. And you will know grief like you've never known. And they kept saying, what does this mean? And I looked up to heaven and I said, God, what does this mean? What is happening? What is going on? And God took me to the scripture. And God said to his disciples, don't worry. Because in a little while, the pain ain't going to last long, Sherry. You see what he was doing there, hallelujah. I feel like I feel I, I feel like preaching and tearing this room up. I got to bring myself down. He said, in a little while, weeping may endure for a night, but make no mistakes about it. You know, one of the moments that shows me how in control Jesus was in that moment was when Peter denied Jesus the third time. The Bible says, go read it for yourself. As he denied Jesus, Jesus is in the courtyard being, he's, he's in the outer court. Jesus is inside being interrogated, beaten, flogged, spitting on. And while he is on the third time betraying, denying Jesus, the Bible says Jesus turns and locks eyes with him while being spit on, while being ridiculed. Jesus turns to Peter almost to say, I told you. But I'm totally in charge, Peter. And when thou art renewed, feed my sheep. I could imagine what was going on with Peter at that point. Hallelujah. Jesus was in control. And I'm here to tell you tonight that it doesn't matter what it looks like that is happening. God is not dead. 
God is still in control. Hallelujah. Oh, pastor, you don't know what I've been through this week. I know it hurts. I know the pain is real. But just a little while, just a little while, the God who is able to turn mourning into dancing will turn your sorrows into joy tonight. Oh, I'm shouting too much, Sister Sherry. Oh, gosh, hallelujah, gosh. Let me tell you, he said to them just in a little while, he said, listen, there's going to be grief and mourning. Let me tell you why just a little while they could rejoice. Because all along they were seeing the Messiah at work, but they really didn't get what he came to do. They didn't understand that he was getting ready to cure them. They wanted a, they wanted a king who would overthrow the Roman government. They wanted, a, they wanted seats at the government table. They wanted to know who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom. They had all these questions and all all of their dreams died, it seemed, when Jesus died. Mm. And I'm telling you this, the most confusing moment in your life is Saturday night. Mm. It's the period between what has happened and the resurrection. Mm. But he was dying, Sherry. Mm. He was dying, Sherry. And when he was dying, he had a job to do. That's why no devil in hell was going to stop Amen. him. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. So, yeah, yeah, you're going to experience pain. But what I got to go through here is going to bring you joy. Yeah. You see, what they didn't understand is that when they pierced his hands, mm. he was wounded for my transgression. Yes. God was forgiven my sins. Yeah. God was forgiven every sin. God was forgiven the murderer. Yeah. God was forgiven the drug dealer. Yeah. God was forgiven the prostitutes. Yeah. God was forgiven the liars. God was forgiven those who have done heinous crimes. God has forgiven those who think they don't commit crimes and think they're good people too. God was forgiving. God was redeeming. God was dying. God was dying. God was dying so that we could live. He was dying so that I may live. He was dying so that I may live. You see, hallelujah. The Bible says when Adam was born, hallelujah, he sinned and the wages of sin became death. And Adam, as great as he was, died, hallelujah. Then came on the scene people like Abraham, hallelujah, and Noah. And as obedient to God as Noah was, following God's plan, Noah had to face death, hallelujah. And then there was Abraham, Father Abraham, the man of faith who went up on Mount Moriah, which is where Calvary is today, and first laid his son down on the altar. As much as he had proven he trusted God, he had to see death. But notice when God refers to Jacob, Moses, and Isaac, he says, I am the God of, uh, of Isaac, Jacob, and Moses. And he says in another part of the Bible, that signifies I am not the God of the dead. I am the God. God of the living. Yeah. Ah, you could go try to yeah. theologically yeah. figure out what that means. He says, I am the God of them, yeah. but they had to die. And King David, as great as he was, he had to see death. Mm. Uh, Daniel, as praying as he was, had to see death. And men after men have to see death as singing as Michael Jackson was. The great Michael Jackson is dead. Mm. As, as talented as Bob Marley was, he had to see death. Mm. As, as gifted, as scientific as Einstein and people that are brilliant in that field, they had to see death. Death has reigned and reigned and reigned over men, but death met its match that day when it met Jesus, because yes. he was dying for the yes. sins of the world. Yes. He was taking the sins yes. of every government yes. that would sin, every politician that yes. would ever sin, every police officer. He was yes. dying. He was dying. He looked into the future, and yes. he said, Peter, I know you're struggling right now. He said, I know this looks crazy to y'all, but I'm dying. He saw me. He yes. saw the coronavirus. Yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. He saw the coronavirus Hallelujah. and he was looking into the future and he yes. saw that people would be taken by tragedies that mankind have to deal with because
because of a fallen world. But he said, Peter, I got to die. John, behold thy mother, but I got to die because if I don't die, there'll be no just a little while. I'm here to tell you tonight, yes. if you lost a loved one yes. in just a little, yes. oh God, you got to calm me down, yes. Sherry. In just a little while, if you lost a pastor or a bishop, in just a little while, hallelujah, he was dying, he was dying, he was dying, he looked and he saw all that every epidemic would do. He saw what the 1918 epidemic, he saw bubonic plague, he saw what the Holocaust, Holocaust would do, he saw slavery, he saw the people that would die on the slave ship, he saw humanity, he saw humanity given over to its own vices with self destruction but he said I can't come off this might be painful for you but in a little while the only hope they will ever have from these atrocities the only hope they will ever have is this blood that is shedding from me this blood that is dripping because there's power in this blood there's healing in this blood hallelujah what can wash away my sins Uh, make no mistakes about it the Passover there's no coincidence that we celebrate Passover and this holiday around the same time he said when I see the blood in the Passover I will pass over your house do you have that blood over your life tonight if you don't there's no just a little while for you calamity will rain tragedy will rain but just a little while he says he was getting ready to redeem mankind and they had to deal with Saturday planet earth is our Saturday you know, Sister Sherry, this is the calmest I'm going to be during this sermon. Whenever I go to a hotel room, I don't walk with your pictures and your pillows and your blankets and all of that. And I, 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 I set up like I'm staying there forever. I don't run to the nearest Walmart and buy stuff and stock up because I don't plan to stay in the hotel room. It might be beautiful, but I don't fall in love with it because I know that's not my home. This is my home. I look forward to coming here. Planet Earth is not our home. Planet Earth is not our home. We're going to a home whose builder and maker is the Lord. But I want you to know that just a little while, hallelujah, he was dying. You might be watching tonight and you are in a Saturday night when it comes to this virus. You're confused. You're saying like the disciples and like I said, what is going on? I get hindsight of the story And I see what Jesus meant. And the disciples saw after he rose from the dead what he meant. He rose and he turned their Friday. That was a dark, evil Friday into a good Friday. What's so good about Friday? Friday is the hope you have. Friday is the hope beyond the grave. Sunday is on the way. You're watching tonight and you're saying, Pastor Rich, I'm in a Saturday night right now. I don't know what he's doing. I'm with you. I'm with you. I can't tell you what the hands of the Lord is accomplishing at this point. But I guarantee you, it's accomplishing something. And this is not going to be the end of your life. This is not going to, you have to hold on to God. You know, you might have to do like Peter. You might have to. Hang around a little bit. You might have to be like the disciples, but I'm going to tell you which disciple don't be like. Don't be like Thomas. You say, why? I didn't have a problem with Thomas doubting. I had a problem with him skipping the first meeting. Mm. 
he missed church. And because he missed church, he missed Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and when he missed Jesus, he became a doubting believer. You keep staying home when church is coming right into your living room. You're going to become a doubting believer. You need to get to the house of the Lord so that you can see Jesus. Yes. Amen. That's a side message, yes. right? See, y'all get a lot of sermons from me tonight. <laughs> but you might be in a Saturday night, and you don't know what God is doing. I want you to be encouraged tonight that the God we serve is he's all-powerful, yes. he's all-knowing, and he knows where you are right now. Yes. And in just a little while, he's able to turn your morning into dancing. You. Would you pray with me tonight? Amen. Pray with me, Father God. Father God. I thank you. I thank you that you're the Lord of my life. That you're the Lord of my life. I thank you. I thank you that you died. That you died. And you rose again. And you rose again. And I put my faith. And I put my faith in what you did on the cross. What you did on the cross. That what you've done. What you've done forgives all my sins, all my sins. and I'm no longer, and I'm no longer a, slave a slave to sin. To sin. I, am free. I am free. I am saved. I am saved. Fill, me Fill me with the power, with the power of, your Holy Ghost of your Holy Ghost that I may be drawn, that I may be drawn closer, to you. closer to you. Put an appetite, Put an appetite inside, of me inside of me for your word, for your word. And, help and help me to grow, to grow in, the in the knowledge of your grace. Of your grace. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. In a minute, we're going to pray for our prayer requests that are being sent up. Um, I do want to say this. If you've given your heart to Jesus and you are in the New York area, even if you're not, send us an email at churchcityusa, churchcityusa at gmail.com. Churchcityusa at gmail.com. Don't forget the USA. Very important. Um, send us, if this message has blessed you in any way, send us testimonies. Even if you go to Church City, if this message has touched you in any way tonight, we would love uh, uh, to share some of your stories with our audience that is watching and let them know what God is doing. Hallelujah. We need as much testimonies and encouragement to come in. So send us an email there. Amen. And we'll, we'll be sure.